welcome to the Frisco Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Ellis, and this episode we are joined by John Keating, Frisco City Council, and he is currently running for re-election in the upcoming May elections. John, thanks for joining us today. Thanks, Scott. Great to be here. Good to have you here. So, hard to believe it's election time again already. Not really. We are living in Texas. We like (laughs) to have our elections. I think we have one every month, it seems. It definitely feels that way, and we just had a, a general... Uh, primary primary thank yep. you and now we're uh, heading into a city council election correct and that is on may 5th yes cinco de mayo will be election day early voting will start april 23rd wow there's gonna be a lot of extra margaritas uh, served on that day then <laughs> yes they will be at my house as well okay good <laughs> yeah i'm sure i know that the uh, the schedule of campaigning and and building up to an election is always grueling for you guys so yes not only for the candidate but for the candidate's family candidate's friends um Lots of uh, lots of time, talent, and treasure out there that uh, need to be rounded up and directed in a certain way. That's the political side of it. And then, of course, once the elections are over, May 6th comes, and then you make the transition back to governance and doing the job you said you were going to do. Right, right. So on that front, you've been doing this for a while. You've been a part of Frisco City Council for some time. Why don't you give us a little bit of that background? Sure, yes. Um, first came on in uh, 2010, um, was reelected in 2013, and uh, then reelected, if you will, to um, the seat I'm holding now. So uh, two terms in place four uh, came off for about a year and now um, reelected, if you will, to uh, place one that was to fill an unexpired term, a one year unexpired term. Right. So one of our council members dropped off to uh, run for mayor. So filled that seat and um, great to be back on council, great to be working with a new mayor. Uh, Jeff Cheney has just done a fantastic job, just very proud of him, served with him for six years as a, when he was a councilman. Um, obviously, he did three three-year terms and um, just did a great job. Uh, we've got a good team and uh, want to stick with it, stay the course here in Frisco. We've got a lot of great things going on. Um, I've served as the uh, mayor pro tem of Frisco, and I'm currently serving as the deputy mayor pro tem of Frisco. What is it? What exactly does that mean? Because I'm not sure that everybody understands mayor, mayor pro tem, <laughs> deputy mayor pro tem. Correct. Yes, I think it's. I think it. It, it mean, I think it means more to us as council members than it does actually to the citizens. But essentially, and not every city has it. But um, in in Frisco, just there is so much going on. We only have you know there's there's only so much Jeff Cheney to go around. <laughs> so so we have to divide and conquer. So your mayor pro tem is actually your deputy mayor. Okay. And then your deputy mayor pro tem is your deputy deputy mayor pro tem. <laughs> so we, we, we don't need a whole bunch of deputies out there. But, uh, uh, of course, all council members, we all serve at large. There's no districts. We're there for the, to serve the entire city. But it just sort of establishes that um, really for staff, as um, these, these calls go out for a uh, representative from the city, obviously everyone wants the mayor. Um, so if the mayor is, is divided, then uh, the, the, the first opportunity goes to the mayor pro tem, second opportunity to the deputy mayor pro tem, and so on. So it is a great position. It is voted on by your peers, by your fellow council members. And uh, it's a position of honor on council. We sit to the left and right of the mayor. We help him run the meeting. Uh, deputy mayor pro tem has the responsibility of um, leading the pledge, the invocation, uh, arranging the blue cards, which is the um, the famous cards that uh, citizens fill out when they come to council, either to speak at um, 7.30 p.m. during every city council meeting for citizen input, or if there's any item on the agenda they want to speak to, they can also fill out the card 
And then we know that when that agenda item comes up that they would like to be called as well to speak to those issues. So there's a lot going on up on the dais uh, during meetings, and it just helps the mayor to have some of those duties and responsibilities outlined and shared and appointed, and, and um, it just uh, makes the meeting more efficient, gives everybody an opportunity to um, focus on their tasks and, and keep the, the business of Frisco moving forward. Very good. And I think a lot of people don't realize that the positions you guys hold are volunteer positions, including the mayor. <laughs> Correct. I mean, it, it's, it is an absolute <laughs> huge commitment of time and energy, um, but it is also a volunteer position. Correct. It's, it's a labor of love. People ask, why, why on earth would anybody do this? <laughs> why would you subject yourself to this? And, and really, it's, um, you know, unfortunately, sometimes the, the, the negative side of politics creeps into what we do, and that's certainly part of the part of the process and I think it's something we become accustomed to over time it, it can still be sometimes shocking for the average citizen but at the end of the day um, the paycheck is the thanks you receive uh, from your friends and neighbors from the citizens of Frisco where they're very pleased with what our police and fire is doing and what our response times are and how our streets work um, you don't appreciate an illuminated street sign until you're in another city that doesn't have it Right. And all of a sudden you realize, you know what, uh, this is a pretty good place to live. These guys are doing a pretty good job. And that's the paycheck. Um, there's a stipend that we get. Uh, it isn't much. It's to help cover expenses of making coffees, taking constituents out for a coffee or for a lunch. These are things that obviously you want to pay yourself. Um, tolls, fuel, you know, um, commuting back and forth between city, city duties. Uh, I tore my check up on the uh, my first day back in 2010. That saved the hardworking Frisco taxpayer about $25,000. But, um, you know, I felt that was uh, a statement I wanted to make just to sort of drive home the point that this is a volunteer position. I'm here solely, purely, 100% for the love of the city and the work that we're doing. And to, um, you know, to give to give back, obviously you hear that a lot from everyone, hey, we want to find a way to give back. And we do that in different ways. It's with our churches, our charity, our school, or our community. Um, applaud the men and women in uniform, whether they're um, Army, Navy, Air Force, Marines serving overseas, or our first responders who also put on a uniform every day and serve their country by serving their community. Yeah. So it's a fantastic place to live. It's a wonderful place to raise a family. And uh, we're just um, really proud to be able to represent the, the citizens of Frisco in this capacity. Well, yeah, the, Frisco is an amazing place to be right now. There's so much happening. There's so many good things about Frisco. Um, I don't even, almost don't even know where to begin. And a lot of it is, are things that, as citizens, I think we take for granted. You know, how, how well our first responders operate. Um, the fact that those, you know, street lights are always on and things like that. That still takes people to make all of that happen. And it's easy to take that for granted and sort of forget that behind the scenes there's still a lot of work to uh, keep all those things running so yes a lot of good people um we have what's uh, in in texas we have what's called a city manager form of government so yes we do elect a mayor we elect council we we act sort of as a um like a board on a corporation so george purefoy is our ceo of corporation frisco and he and his staff run the day-to-day week-to-week month-to-month operations and it's Really, at the um, at the thirty thousand foot level for council, we're the keepers of the vision. We're the communication conduit between staff and citizens. Uh, we're out there in the world, um, working with our school districts, um, working with our citizens, working with those churches and charities, 
um, and those those partners, those um, corporate partners as well. Um, that, that's what brings us balance in our city. That's where we find that seamless um, work with the district. Uh, that's why a lot of people move to Frisco. And then once they're here, then they want um, that quality of life. They want the parks, a great library, um, safe streets, uh, great places to shop, destination dining. Uh, they want to have fun. So that's, uh, that's one of our... Um, <clears throat> One of our key selling points, if you will, is that we've got a great school district. We've got some great public-private partnerships. Um, the citizens have been able to experience that this weekend, kind of kicking off into uh, Easter weekend and Passover, was the opening of the entertainment district at the Star, hosted by Jerry Jones and the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> where else? Day. It was a wonderful – it was three days. I mean, um, you know, Mr. Jones, as he famously said, he's caught – uh, the Frisco flu, the Frisco fever. And, uh, man, he has just demonstrated over and over his love for the city and uh, just his capacity for fun and entertainment and destination dining and uh, promoting the Cowboys. I mean, it's not even football season. And we're, we're, we're down there. The doors are open. The sun is out. It's, the fun is going. The music's playing. Uh, Pat Green was fantastic. The place was packed. And everybody had fun. We, I mean, just the – emails, the phone calls, the texts we get, uh, just blowing up. People are just so happy and so excited and just so proud of Frisco. Yeah, the Star has really done an amazing job. And there's certainly other other developments that are up and coming that'll be here in the near term. But for right now, that's kind of the big one that got its, you know, got came out of the gate. And it's so nice to be able to go out and have fun, to sit down on a patio or a nice restaurant, to take in a little entertainment and not have to leave Frisco. Yes. And there's so much more of that to come. But we're here today to talk about you because you're running for re-election. <laughs> so let's get back to that. All right. <laughs> what I want to talk about now is some of the, what are the items that you would call your platform? What are the things that have been most important to you that make you want to stay on city council and keep pushing things forward? Well, you know, you, you always hear me talk about public safety as being job one. If you aren't truly safe, you aren't truly free. And, you know, we've seen incidents around the country either in the workplace or at schools <clears throat> where um, people's lives are threatened, certainly our, our children's lives, and that's something we take very seriously. We have a wonderful uh, GIS system, which is, a, which is a mapping system here in Frisco where we've literally got the entire city building streets, everything, schools, um, houses mapped down to about uh, one foot by one foot. And then from that, we can build out. So now we know where, and there's, and then we, you place electronic overlays over that. So you know where all your streets and sidewalks and, and wires and pipes and plumbing, everything that's under the ground and above ground. So on, then you can build on that with our SAFER program, which we use with police and fire, where we have um, cameras in certain areas on the, on the streets. Obviously, we're not, we don't want to violate anyone's privacy, but these are on the public streets. And then also in our schools. So if there's ever a fire or an incident or anything like that, <clears throat> The data is immediately transmitted to the police or the fire, and they can see into that school or they can see into that that um, that public place and determine exactly what's going on. Is there a fire? Is there an active shooter situation? What's going on? And then they can direct accordingly and um, and, and keep our citizens and our, and our children safe. Uh, on the ground, boots on the ground, we've got our SROs, our, our um, student resource officers. There's one in each high school, one in each middle school, and then they rotate through the um, – through the elementary schools. Obviously, we don't have as many problems of drugs and violence in, in an elementary school. So um, they build those relationships with the kids. 
Um, they're there to work with the school district, work with the teachers, and, and work with the students and build that positive relationship with our young people so as they grow older, um, they know that they can uh, trust and respect the police officers uh, to treat them fairly and to, um, to be there for them um, if, if they ever need them. Very good. Other topics, other things that are high on your sure, list? Sure, sure. You know, as Frisco builds out, um, we, we, I hear often traffic issues and um, apartments. Uh, since about 2000, um, you know, our staff, our mayors, our city council, you know, we don't always agree, but on that item, we were united and we said no more garden style apartments. We have enough of that product. Um, one of the challenges is, so we haven't, since 2000, we haven't, we haven't approved any new garden style apartment. Um, part of the challenge is there is that back in the uh, 80s and 90s, there was what, what was called zoning for dollars, and that occurred in the region, so it wasn't unique to Frisco. Plano, Allen, McKinney are all experiencing this, where now that their communities are getting built out and now that this growth and this um, development and this wealth is coming into the area, then these apartments are now coming out of the ground. So we've um, approached it a couple of different ways with those developers to say either, please just don't build that type of product, let's do something different. So um, long story short, we've reduced the number of apartments by 60%, and we're continuing to do that over the years. So yes, you will see some urban living models come out. So instead of just a garden style apartment, which has no amenities and an open parking lot and nothing, to offer anyone, and the goal there, obviously, for the developers to fill it and sell it, fill it and flip it. Mm-hmm. So with an urban um, lifestyle, you've got all you've got the five key elements. You've got people who live there, people who work there, people who shop there, people who dine there, and, and entertainment, um, which would include a hotel and maybe a convention center, sort of you know destination type of uh, environment. Um, less that generates less traffic. You can walk, it, you know, walkability. Uh, you can you can walk out of your apartment. You can do some light shopping. You can you can go out and eat. There's entertainment nearby, and possibly your office space is nearby. So it's it's the urban living concept is what we're switching to. And remember, we're trying to get away. We're trying to move that developer away from that garden style apartment to a development that um, generates not only more revenue for them, but it uh, it has a higher um, property tax footprint for the city. And then at the same time, we're now attracting Fortune 500 companies, so hopefully Fortune 100, Fortune 50, because now you have that office space, you have that walkability, and that's what millennials want. I often talk about um, the, uh, the home ownership and the um, car ownership bell curve are now almost the same, where young people are waiting longer to buy a car or buy a home, and now our senior citizens are selling the home and selling the car quicker. So that bell curve is shrinking. That home ownership, that vehicle ownership uh, bell curve is, sh- is shrinking because everyone wants more walkability. They want services. They don't want the car ownership and the expenses that come with it, the fuel, the insurance, the tolls. And then the same thing with home ownership, with pro- rising property taxes. Um, home ownership has just become too expensive for a young person, too expensive for an older person who's retired and on a fixed income. For a millennial, a commute now means getting on a plane. It doesn't mean getting into a car. <laughs> and with Uber and Lyft and these other services, they don't need the car. They don't want the car. It's no longer the status symbol. Now it's actually if you have a car, you're, you're, you're behind the times. You're, you're, you're not with it. That blows my mind. I can't tell you how many friends uh, we have who have kids that are driving age and do not have their driver's license. 
which growing up in the you know it, it, at the time that I did, and I got my driver's license in the eighties, it was like you couldn't wait to get your license. You were right. like, "Come on, Dad, let's go. We're going down. It's the day. Let's go." It's a you rite know? of passage. Yeah, absolutely. And now <laughs> they're just like, "Yeah, I don't want to bother with it." And and I, I kind of see the wisdom in that. I don't know that I'm ready to give up my car quite yet, but um, it's interesting that we're seeing more and more of that come along, and, and how Frisco is adapting to that need and that desire and to some degree that future because I know there are a number of transportation options and different things that Frisco is looking at for the future. Uh, in fact, I think we shared an article not long ago that Frisco was given an award for their transportation plan um, and we caught a bunch of flack for it because everybody's like, what are you talking about? The traffic here is a nightmare. <laughs> and it's like, no, 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 not not for now, for the plan they're putting in place and what they're planning to do. Um, so I know you guys are thinking about this a lot. You're addressing this a lot. And it is Absolutely. a very common concern. Absolutely. And pouring more concrete and putting in more traffic lights isn't always the answer. It's not a one-size-fits-all for, for Frisco. Um, we're looking at roundabouts. They're not traffic circles. They're roundabouts. They're designed specifically for that intersection. And that, that's what makes them a little bit more expensive. Um, you know, pouring more concrete. In some areas, we're simply restricted because the road was put in under an old standard that we've since changed. But that part of the community is now developed on both sides. So we can't go wider. So we've got to go into the median. Well, there's some trees there that have been there for a long time that people are in love with. And they finally, you know, they're matured and they've got a wonderful canopy. And what do we do? So we do have a great tree program where if a tree comes down, another one goes up. And not necessarily in the same place, but somewhere in Frisco. So there, there are compromises that have to be made. But, um, you know, Legacy Road is a perfect example. It uh, doesn't need more traffic lights, probably doesn't need more concrete. It certainly does need to be redone because it's, it's, um, it's kind of buckled and cracked in a number of places. And I was going to talk to you about that, by the way. All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I've got my notebook. <laughs> so th those, are, those are how we're addressing those things. So when new roads come in, in fact, just to the north of the Star, there's a roundabout there. And um, um, there's some other roundabouts planned for the city along Ohio and Warren, Ohio, and Gaylord. Um, those are still being planned and budgeted, and uh, we're still getting uh, community input on that. That Roundabouts will work in an area where you've got local neighborhood traffic, where those folks will drive it every day, they'll learn it, they'll become accustomed to it, and their traffic will keep moving. Versus Preston Road, which is all four-way intersections and mm -hmm. traffic lights and gets backed up all the time. Part of the other challenge is just simply working with our regional partners, with, uh, with Plano for the light controls along 121 to the south and then obviously to the north 380 um, working with those cities uh, up there to get 380 built out properly to kind of figure out what our setbacks need to be because we want to develop on both sides um, there's already some great commercial going in and um, you know we want to keep that going that that goes back to the balance that goes back to that tax rate where we don't want the burden to be on the homeowner we want it we want it to be shared with corporate america and the businesses and the places that we shop we want that sales tax revenue to come in so I think we've done a good job kind of switching the commentary here over to, um, over to the tax rate a little bit. Uh, I think Frisco did a fantastic job under Jeff Ch Mayor Cheney's leadership here with a 7.5% homestead exemption. Um, councils voted three times to lower taxes while I've been on. And I think this 7.5% um, exemption is a, is a home run. It um, gives you more than double what Senate Bill 2 offered. It... Um, emphasizes and rewards local control and it gives you an effective tax rate of around 41 cents 
you add in for our senior citizens, or as I like to say, our seasoned citizens, <laughs> you put in their um, $70,000 uh, senior homestead exemption if you're 65 and older, that gives you an effective tax rate of around 31 cents. So that's incredible. What I, when, but when people ask me, John, why is my tax bill so high? I have to remind them, the city, your tax bill, um, the city only represents maybe 25% of that. Your school district is the, is the huge portion of that. They're, they're at about $1.45 versus our 45 cents. Wow. It's incredible. And then if you're in Collin County, you've got the college, which is, which is reasonably priced. And then you've got, um, um, you know, your, your regular uh, county taxes, obviously, on, on top of that. So we're blessed to have um, two conservative um, counties. The, the leadership there has been, been great. Um, the Collin College is, is a wonderful example of higher education at, a, at an affordable price that's here, that our, that our high school kids engage in, um, our local community can engage in with continuing education, and also just some great, some great classes. I took one uh, recently. Um, the Disney Institute had a leadership. I was just thinking class. about that one when you said that. Yeah, they, <laughs> so they do things for like that for the public as well that are pretty cool. Yeah, it's really it's fantastic. It's fantastic. We had a lot of city staff there, and then a lot of um, corporate leadership there around the room. A lot of it was great to see a lot of our was it leadership partners. development or what was the premise of that particular? That class? one truly was leadership development. Okay. They have others on customer service and HR and and some different things like that. But it's the it's Disney, so it's going to be yeah. very informative, but also entertaining. It's going it's just very accessible and a lot of fun. I wanted to go to that, and I didn't make it, but I really wanted to. That sounded like <laughs> a good one. So, okay. So what about so those are some of the items that are I know top of your list. Are there other things that you're hearing about? Um, you know that you would like to take this opportunity to address that as you're going out and knocking on doors and talking to people during the campaign that you know are, are high on people's list, things they're thinking about or concerned about? Well, I think, um, you know, for a while everyone was uh, concerned about what our build-out number was going to be and what that was going to look like and what, what ultimately would Frisco look like at the end of the day. We're about 60 to 70% built out. And what I, what I remind people is that whatever changes come doesn't necessarily impact what we already have. Um, we talk about green space, when we talk about um, corporations moving here, when we talk about more neighborhoods being built or the urban living model. Um, it's not, you, you don't have to give up your house or your business for these, for these new things to come. Mm-hmm. You, can instill, you can still enjoy the quality of life that you have. And remember, we're still um, acquiring park space, almost 400 acres here just recently, what we call uh, programmed park space, which means it'll have ballparks and sports fields and things like that. Um, huge demand for that here. We have so many young families moving here, again, because the school district is great, again, because we have so many corporate headquarters in the area. So it's just a fantastic place to raise a family, fantastic place to raise an athlete. And we see that, we know that, we're proud of that. <clears throat> so we're building out, we're building out to that. Um, certainly, we want, to, uh, we want that corporate edge uh, coming here to Frisco. We, we continue to compete with that. Um, and that's always been a, a long-range goal, just to uh, to so you can you can truly have that work, live, learn, play experience in Frisco. Um, we've got some exciting things coming up to the north. You, you've seen sort of the south and central portions of Frisco be developed, and now sort of that that core, that center, um, moving up to the north along 380, our northern border. And we've got some exciting things in the works there. We've got. Um, 
like I said, more more parks, more um, sports activities coming, more higher education opportunities coming, more corporate opportunities coming, but to the Frisco standard, to that high standard of uh, we really want this to be destination, we want it to be exciting, we want it to be uh, home for conferences where people come not just from around the country but from around the world to visit Frisco and to have that authentic Frisco experience while at the same time we're holding we're, we're, our response times are up our taxes are low our school district is fantastic uh, this is still the place you want to live work and play we've got a handle on on traffic we've we've eliminated these um, you know we're not building any new garden style apartments and what we are building is is expensive high-end uh, living not just you know assisted living for seniors um, corporate living uh, living that the Millennials are attracted to um, we've got some great homes for sale here that's fantastic we don't you know there's a caution about saturating our, our market with single-family homes and we've got some big neighborhoods that are still developing that are still building so we need that other product. We need that urban living, that urban environment product, and we're doing it smart. We're putting that near our major corridors. We're not gonna put that in your neighborhood or next to your school. We're gonna put that in a place near those major corridors where those, um, those folks can get right on and off the freeway. We're not clogging up our feeder roads, our neighborhood streets, things like that. So there's a lot of um, long range vision, long range planning, a lot of innovation. Um, we wanna obviously protect our Texas culture, our, our, our Frisco way of life. And I think you've, you've got a fantastic uh, mayor, fantastic staff, and uh, dare I say, a, uh, an incredible council that I would certainly like to remain a part of. <laughs> you guys have been doing a great job so far, so please keep up the good work. But before we go, I want to give people just a little bit more about you. Uh, you were in the military, correct? Yes, sir. Yep. 13 years Army, was a uh, counterintelligence agent, uh, greatest job in the world, best leadership training you can get. I'm uh, very proud of that. Um, was in Korea just before the Summer Olympics, helping host nation security prepare for that event, and then uh, deployed one of the initial deployments for um, the Gulf War Operation Desert Shield, Desert Storm. Uh, was there for that entire period of, uh, of conflict, both Desert Shield and um, Desert Storm. And um, very proud of the work I did with um, SOTF, uh, my final four years in the service, the Special Ops Task Force. A great honor and privilege to work with those folks. And um, came out of that, and uh, life changed completely. Met Leslie, finished my college degree, started a financial services business, had our first son, moved to Texas, had our second child. <laughs> uh, very proud of Ryan and Zach. Zach's a um, going to embarrass them both here a little bit. Zach's a sophomore up at University of Arkansas okay. on the uh, business honors program. Amazing kid, following in his mom's footsteps with um, a business degree and uh, focus in um, logistics and supply chain management and operations. And then Ryan's amazing as well. Ryan's our football player. Uh, he's up at Frisco High, the original Frisco High School, the Raccoons. And um, he's a junior up there. He'll start his uh, final senior year next year. So we're very proud of him. Very excited. He's, he's on the college hunt right now. Um, <clears throat> likes Arkansas. Uh, he's not shying away from that just because his brother's up there. Uh, likes OU. You know, we've taken him around Texas, taken him down to Louisiana. So um, some of the different schools kind of in this region, this area. So he's, he's pretty excited about that. Uh, my wife, Leslie, is amazing. We'll be celebrating our 22nd anniversary on April 20th. So Congratulations. This Thank wow. you. Thank you. Yeah, very proud of her. She had uh, 31 years at Frito-Lay. Um, just retired last year. She's consulting now, so I like to joke. She took, 
she's had one day of retirement, (laughs) right back to work. So very proud of her. Uh, That allows me the opportunity to um, volunteer in the community, uh, serve my country by serving my community, as I like to say. Um, Was on the PTA for seven years here in Frisco. Got the uh, Texas PTA Lifetime Member Award, something I'm very proud of for the fundraising I did on behalf of teachers and students. Um, Received the PepsiCo um, from Pepsi, the uh, the Valor their Valor Award, which I'm very excited about last year, and then this year received the um, um, U.S. Congressman Sam Johnson's uh, Veteran Commendation in 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 this year. So so very uh, proud of the recognition I've received, and just at that at those moments when when you're being recognized and thanked, it's always um, you know I always want to shout out um, thank you to my family. And thank you to my friends and certainly to our veterans that continue to stand guard today for out on Freedom's Frontier so that, so that we can do these things. So we can live our lives and have this fun and, and have these experiences and raise our families and, and just um, be proud of Frisco and, and proud of Texas. And live in a great place like Frisco. Amen. John, thanks so much for joining us today. And thank you for all the things that you do in the community. I mean, being on the city council is one thing, and that's huge. But I know you're doing a lot of other things as well as you just described, so we really appreciate that. And there's a spirit of, of volunteerism in Frisco that's a little unlike anything I've seen any place else I've lived. And, uh, you know, with you guys up there leading the way, I'm sure that will continue. Absolutely. We've got some great local charities um, that have grown up with the city. They're fantastic. Fast Packs is one that's mm-hmm. um, um, relatively new, I think, only because they're just getting their name out there. But they've been in the background for a number of years and have done a fantastic job of feeding um, our, some of our disadvantaged kids. And uh, that's just been an incredible program. And then, of course, everyone's familiar, I think, with the Boys and Girls Club of Collin County. That's, that's been a, a um, part of the foundation of Frisco's growing. And then, of course, the um, Frisco Family Services yeah. and the work that they've done and how they've expanded. Um, you know, Frisco just took these things on themselves. They could have, they could have partnered with um, other charities, but they thought, you know, let, let's, let's design what we need for Frisco, and these things have flourished. Um, you can see it in our sports programs. They're all the Frisco-based, the Frisco Football League, the Frisco Baseball Softball Association, the Frisco Soccer Association. It's all Frisco-based that, that, that our community volunteers, our moms and dads, um, our city staff have, have worked on to focus to bring, again, that authentic Frisco experience to our families. And, and that is job number one, to keep Frisco family-friendly. Well, we're doing a great job of it so far. Let's keep up the good work. Best of luck in the upcoming election. And uh, thanks again for joining us today. Thanks. I'd uh, invite everyone to visit the website for more information, keatingforfrisco.com. It's um, F-O-R, keatingforfrisco.com. And um, by all means, there's a way to uh, either volunteer, donate, or um, reach out, or uh, ask questions, get more information. Are there opportunities for people to meet you in person coming up anytime soon? Uh, certainly, there's um, you know I'm available for coffee one on one. We've got a couple of events coming with the campaign. There's one at Verona Villa on uh, this Sunday from four to six p.m. Uh, we do ask people to uh, RSVP for that, but you can find it on Facebook um, under Keating Frisco is uh, my campaign page, or that you can search for John Keating on there and uh, friend me or message me and we can get you more information about that event. But that'll be Sunday, 4 to 6 p.m. at Verona Villa, which is a new facility on 121 in Stonebrook to kind of give you an idea of where it's at. And um, Will Sowell 
is uh, also running for city council for his for his place. We're not running against each other, and we're also not running together as a ticket. But this is an event that we thought, um, given the short runway with the primary, we let the primary folks run their races, and then it unfortunately gives us a very short runway for our race. So we thought we work well together. We're good friends. Why not co-host an event so we can we can get the, Very you know, the maximum exposure and really give the citizens an opportunity to hear our hear our message. Okay, so that's an excellent opportunity, but keep your eyes on Facebook or KeatingForFrisco.com to learn more. And I love how accessible you are as well. So if, you, if you're out there listening to this and you've got questions, you want to sit down and have coffee with John, send him a message through his website, and I'm sure you guys will get that set up. Yes, and you can find us on uh, the city website as well, FriscoTexas.gov.gov. And all your council members, all your staff, your mayor, everybody's on there. Our phone numbers, our emails are on there. Um, jkeating at friscotexas.gov. You can send me an email anytime. Um, it's just an easy way to reach out to us. We, we want that transparency. We want that visibility. We want to hear from you. All right. Well, there you have it. John, thanks again for joining us. Thanks to all of you for tuning into the Frisco podcast. Hope you uh, get out and vote. Please get out and vote. Local elections have historically low numbers of turnout. And in my opinion, and I've said this probably a hundred times on this podcast now, they're the most important elections for you to get out and cast your vote. And these are are people that are making decisions uh, that you can have direct access to that will affect your day-to-day life in Frisco, Texas. So please, there's going to be early voting. There are never lines ever lines of any kind to vote in the local elections this isn't like what you saw in the presidential election last year or the year before um so please just get out there vote and make your voice heard we'll talk to you next week thanks john thank you very much destination for premium talk radio.